0: They would also hear the sounds of gnawing on their beds, um, invisible dogs fighting, um, and chains along the floors of the house. Invisible dogs fighting—that sounds like a—that sounds like a jump. A
1: little bit of yeah. What's that sound? I don't see anything, but to me, it distinctly sounds like invisible dogs fighting. Well, if you've heard the beginning of like a DMX song, you you know what that sounds. like. That's not an invisible <laughs> dog. That was a real dog.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you know, Steve, dog on unreal. my stereo, and I may be, like, really high. That's an invisible dog. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve.
1: Uh, I only have 45 minutes, and I'm going to die from this bang, hard energy mix seltzer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Ryan...
1: Oh, yeah, I went one too, those, buddy. Nice. Those, uh, <laughs> those bang... Uh, or was that a energy. Schweppes? Is that a Schweppes? Alcoholic Schweppes? No, this is Shasta. Those bang Shasta, hard, hard energies? Like the secret
2: ingredient is just cocaine. <laughs> hard Shasta. <laughs> I can't believe that they actually went ahead and pulled the trigger on something more insane than Hard Mountain Dew. They just went to hard bang.
1: Like, <laughs> By the way, dude, I mean, I'm going to say something about the Hard Mountain Dew real quick. but Hard Mountain Dew made me feel sick. What? Like, I drank it, and it definitely got me a little twisted, but I felt ill after having it. Like, it just... Really? Something about that shit. Something about Mountain Dew specifically triggers, like, some kind of myocardia. Like, I have no idea, dude. Cardiomyopathy?
2: (laughs) That's so unfortunate, dude. I love the Hard Mountain Dew so I, much.
1: I was okay with Mountain Dew, but it just never worked for me. I don't know why. Fucking weird, man. I'm fucking weird. I just...
2: I disgust myself with how much I like the Hard Mountain Dew.
1: I'm not gonna... I have I'm active not gonna hatred. hatred.
2: <laughs> I have active hatred for myself, and I like pulling off the shelf in the storms. I go to the self-checkout just so I'm not judged by the poor ladies that are working like the normal checkouts, where they're just looking at me like, hey, you are them. almost 40, and you're buying Hard Mountain Dew. Grow up. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> well, they, they gotta come over to... To like swipe their card or whatever, put in their code so you can Dude, you can let check me tell you out.
2: something at Publix, if you're doing self checkout, right? The other day, so I'm checking on my groceries and I'm getting I'm getting some alcohol. It wasn't Mountain Dew, but I'm getting something, right? I can't remember what it is. I scan it and it's the little yellow light goes off, says so please wait for you know attendant or whatever. But you can keep scanning stuff, right? So I'm scanning, I look back, this girl has like a little the little iPad tablet thing, and she's like, Oh no, you're good, I got you. Like I pull my ID out. I'm like, Did you wanna check ID? She's like, Oh no, no, no you're good. I'm like, okay, but I got my ID. She's like, no, you're. Trust me.
1: And then you look at her and you're, you're just go, listen, <laughs> my balls are not gray. All right? I'm just like, like,
2: you don't look my fucking eye.
1: You're, like, <laughs> you're not just shove it in her face. <laughs> you think I'm that old? No. No. Nah. You well, like, don't like, even it's ask. That,
0: that Eddie Murphy skit where he uh, Ray, like makes himself look white and he like goes to the bank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, just take it. Just here's
0: take me. it. Usually I don't
2: even
1: ask. I just shove it in their face. I'm like, here's my ID. I'm still young all right so speaking of hard mountain dew drinkers who are we talking about
0: um i think she might have been a hard mountain dew drinker because today Uh boys we're going to be talking about the bell witch
2: hard mountain dew would have vaporized her just like it would have vaporized the 16th century
0: i don't know i feel like the recipe (laughs) for mountain dew came from a mountain witch somewhere in appalachia so i I think a, a, a tennessee uh yeah, we got we got Tennessee, which which ghost specter would probably be uh, a, a good good handle on Mountain Dew. Yeah. I love Spooky
2: Season because the Bell Witch. There's that movie too, right?
0: Yeah, the there, there's movie? there's a yeah there's I think there's two movies uh, based off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's from what, like Kentucky? It's from uh, Tennessee, uh, mainly ah, fuck, same shit, and, and from like the <laughs> 1800s. Tennessee
2: might as well be the same shit. Kentucky, Tennessee, like, if you drive through that area, because we've driven through that area before, like, there's no difference. I, I barely even think there's a sign that says, welcome to one or the other.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kentucky, see, just make it one state, make it easy, and then bring in Puerto Rico. We still got 50 enough to change the flag. Boom, done.
1: Lord, I have been real stressed. down you can't, and out, losing you, you, can't Listen, you you can't, you can't, can't
0: handle, t- you can't handle a, a Boracqua, uh, uh Listen, I'm nice enough that
2: I'll let or them br- pick. They can either be uh, Kentucky, or they can be they can be Kentucky, or they can be Tennessee. They can choose. Pens- but it's just one state.
1: There's also Pennsylvania.
2: Isn't that the? It, okay,
0: so that's that's Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I, I come from I come from uh, strong Pennsylvania uh, stock.
1: No, it's Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> Usually they say Pennsylvania.
1: Uh, I don't know who you're talking to, man. So I've, it's always been Pennsylvania, which is that like whole Appalachian part of Pennsylvania. Getting
0: strong Texarkana vibes here, boys. Just leave yeah. it to somebody from outside Philadelphia to be telling <laughs> telling people from West PA.
2: Um, also topical. Wait well, a second, let let me, did you let guys know that Ben Yahoo grew up in
0: Philly? Yeah, he's he lived most of his life in Philadelphia. Did you know that he went to school with Reggie Jackson? I I don't remember that. I remember he was on that. That people point out that he's like in the yearbook on like the chess club. Yeah. What? He went to school
1: with Reggie Jackson, dude. So can we, <laughs> I just want to ask, can we not talk about how BB and BB's kids are uh, responding to atrocity with atrocity? Cause I've been listening
2: what do you mean? I, the only BBs I know about are Daisy BBs that go into a
0: gun. <laughs>
1: that's the that's
0: his all I know name. about is the hit film Baby's Kids. Oh. Okay, Steve, we're gonna, we're only going to talk about Baby's we'll Kids about on this Bay-based podcast. Kids, yeah. How it used peace, to be on Steve. HBO on Road Rest Day. in peace.
1: <laughs> Rest in peace to uh, Robin Harris, a Big real F's. one.
0: Um, Biggest
2: in the chat, but another Robin Harris, the Bill Witch.
0: Most of what we know about the Bell Witch comes from a book called *The Authenticated History of the Bell Witch*, which is by an author named Martin V. Ingram. Um, uh, he would publish this book in the 1890s, uh, but most of the events of the book take place in the 1817, uh, take place in 1817 and the uh, in the early 1800s. Um, and we'll sort of go through what he posted about the initial um, sort of legend of the Bell Witch. Um, going on some things that were uh, printed like soon after that um, and that were related to that and then get to him when he was actually like born and then um, how he came into it and then how he wrote the book and then talk about some things afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, he says that the guy's name is Kate um, and that the entity claimed at one point to be old Kate Batts, uh, witch. Um and um, and would uh, respond favorably to the name. Okay.
2: Are we talking like Kate with a K or like Kate Lynn?
0: Uh, Kate with a C? Like what uh, you, how are you? K-A-T-E. Okay. Um, and a lot of the activity around the witch centered on uh, the Bell family's youngest daughter, Betsy, um, and her father. Um, and uh, Kate also became very interested in um, who... Betsy was seeing, especially when she became engaged to a local man named Joshua Gardner. Okay. Um, the haunting of the Bell household would begin in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog with the head of a rabbit. So, y- your equal acts.
2: So basically you just saw a huge-ass rabbit, right?
0: Yeah, essentially like a rabbit but with like a dog's body.
2: Okay. But again, basically, he just saw a huge rabbit. And he was yes, and and as
0: and in typical American response, he fired on the animal, but it disappeared.
2: So I started blasting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I saw this. I saw this crazy creature, and I just started shooting at it. I saw this abnormally large creature,
2: so I decided to fire a gun at it.
0: Um, uh, John Bell's son, uh, Drew Bell, uh, would describe an experience where he approached an unknown bird that was perched on a fence that flew off and was, uh, by his description, of an extraordinary size.
2: These people are insane. They, like, just think everything is a ghost and, and just, they think everything's an apparition or some type of supernatural entity just because it's big. <laughs>
0: um, the daughter, uh, Betsy, she would observe a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree nearby okay, the household. <laughs> like,
1: that's swinging <laughs> from the limb or, like, hanging?
0: Uh, like swinging from the limbs, so so I like, imagine yeah. she's like, so holding like having on. a
1: good time. Then,
2: yeah, right. okay. Was this girl also of extraordinary
1: size?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Enormous. <laughs> she's, like seven feet. A tall.
0: woman-sized child. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's an oak tree, so she might be kind of big. Those things can handle weight. That's true.
0: Um, and a uh, a slave of the family dean uh, reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings in which he visited his wife. Ah, the black dog. That's a
1: that's a popular topic in paranormals.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: No, both um, no,
0: it really is. Yeah, yeah, like the Black Dog of the Moors and mm-hmm. Um Though though in the UK they've moved more towards, you know, like the uh, the phantom uh, big cats. Which mm-hmm. which I think is really just that like coked up like like nobles and like musicians in like the sixties and seventies just bought like big yeah. cats. And then Uh, then, then they just got loose on, like, the moors or whatever, and they've just been, like, surviving somehow, and people just keep seeing them.
2: It's like Mike Tyson losing his tigers.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He just left the back door open and the tigers ran out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I saw these tigers. Bill, you have been drinking again? No, I swear to God, there were two gigantic white tigers running down the street.
0: (laughs) Um, Eventually, the paranormal activity would move to the Bell household, uh, when knocking would be heard within the um uh along uh, doors in the house and also walls
2: i don't answer my door for jehovah's witnesses either <laughs> uh
0: they would also hear the sounds of gnawing on their beds um invisible dogs fighting um and chains along the floors of the house
1: invisible dogs fighting that sounds like a that sounds like a jump a little bit of a yeah
0: leap.
1: what's that sound i don't see anything but to me it distinctly sounds like Invisible dogs fighting.
0: Well, if you've heard the beginning of like a DMX song, you you know what that sounds like.
1: That's not an invisible dog. <laughs> that was a real dog. All right. Well, you that know, Steve, dog if I really have the dog on the my reel. stereo
0: and I may be like really high, that's an invisible dog. Um, um,
2: I like. How really, uh, wait, wait, but is it is it a dog that you can't see like right this second because it's in a different room? No, it's invisible. Even if you're in the room, you couldn't see. It's an invisible dog. Okay, but like, did you try to look? You, for him, you can you see it. Barking? you barking.
0: You can see it a little bit. It's like the predator. It's just very wavy.
2: <laughs> wavy predator you sit in your house. Like, come on, do it, do it now. Do um, it. Uh,
0: well, th- this is one of those things where it goes into like, do even it, though it's do it, come on, <laughs> Sorry. do it now, do it now. Come on, you ugly bastard. Um. So while while I know this is like the early a like. <laughs> Come on, kill me! Come on, you want to?
2: Um, I love how the uh, the way to counter a multi-billion-dollar advanced technical um, like heat-seeking vision thing is just slather yourself in mud. That's it, just mud. You just mud
1: up. Yeah. See you
2: all of a sudden, just totally blind.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: You don't remember towards the end of Predator when he's looking around with his little heat vision and?
1: Oh, I oh, thought you were talking kinda... about real life. I totally lost the Predator plot. Oh god. My bad. I, hey, listen, I, know. I just I was just I socializing with a bunch of freaking work people who decided to talk shop for like two and a half hours and then I came home and I get like my throat was bothering me. I'm like, is that COVID? No, nah, I was just talking too goddamn much.
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna jump on and do more.
1: Yeah. I know. Well, I took I, I got some hot tea here and I, I took a, about a quarter of an
0: edible. I'm feeling good. Nice. I know, um, in, in real life, the, uh, the Taliban used to hide in the, uh, the weed fields that they had,
1: because, mm. like,
0: weed generates a lot of heat, like, residual heat, so you can, like, right. mask yourself in it. Right. Ah, oh, that's smart. Um, and again, like I was, like I was I saying- I
1: mean, fuck the you, Taliban, but that is intelligent.
0: Um, okay. even though this is the early 1800s, it's one of those things where you, where you begin to think, like, is this a gas leak? Um, because uh, John Bell began experiencing uh, paralysis at his mouth around the time that this um, that this phenomenon begins happening, um, it would begin to grow as um, an intensity as uh, sheets were pulled from beds uh, when the, uh, where the children slept, um, and soon the uh, the entity uh, began uh, pulling hair um, and scratching the children, uh, with uh, with an emphasis on Betsy, um, who was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins.
2: No, so now John Bell's having a stroke, right?
0: So
1: when I when I say pulling teeth, what's the first thing you guys think of?
0: Like physically pulling teeth out of okay. your mouth.
1: What about you, Ryan?
2: The like like physically like coming at you with a wrench.
1: Oh, I, the first thing that goes through my head is uh, Metallica. Oh my God! <laughs> the the fucking uh, anesthesia pulling teeth. Yeah, I know what you're
2: talking about, but if you just say pulling teeth, the first thing I think of is some maniac. No, I don't go there.
1: I'm not fucking crazy (laughs) like you guys, constantly thinking about awful things, you know? I'm I'm thinking about (sighs) Cliff Burton playing an amazing solo while he was still alive.
2: Yeah, but like, okay, um, you say Cliff Burton, the first thing I think of is a flip bus on black ice. See, <laughs> I,
1: hate see, see, I hate it. I hate everything. Gotta get out of these negative <laughs> thought cycles. buddy. <laughs> <funny.
2: laughs> We're gonna play the word association game all night long. This whole episode, I'm just gonna be just really realize how dark my twisted my mind
0: is. <laughs> so eventually, the Bells would turn to a family friend named James Johnston um, to get his help. Um, so James Johnston would uh, spend an evening at the Bell home. Uh, where he was awakened at night by the same uh, sort of phenomena that was affecting the family. Um, in the morning, he told John that it was, quote-unquote, a spirit, just like in the Bible.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, like yeah, in know. the Bible.
0: Um, soon, uh, soon stories and word of the haunting spread, um, and some came, uh, came to visit the house to see the witch. Um, the apparition began to uh, speak out loud and asked, who are you and what do you want? And the voice answered feebly, I am a spirit. I was once very happy. Or when it was asked, Who are you and what do you want? Uh, the spirit would answer, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. Um, this
2: already sounds kind of sus. But okay, Well, I'll, I'll, you got me for now. I'm listening. I'm in. I'm bought in, but it sounds kind of sus.
0: The uh, the spirit would offer uh, many different explanations of why it had appeared. Wait, Steve, um,
1: Steve's story about a spirit and a witch sounds sus to you?
2: <laughs> Not even that part. It's the part where the spirit clearly says, I am a spirit. The <laughs> 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 answer is kind of like, ah, you're losing me here, bro. Because <laughs> um, the- dead people don't know they're dead. I don't know if you've seen this. did you guys hear that? huge
1: spoiler alert. <laughs> did you guys hear that? It sounded distinctly like two invisible dogs fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? I want you to open your
2: blinds and look outside, and watch how fast they rapidly become visible. Dogs fighting—just uh, two normal fucking dogs. Yes. <laughs> the
0: the spirit, they're visible. <laughs> just look outside; they're right fucking there. <laughs> the uh, the spirit would give uh, a bunch of different explanations on why it appeared. Um, it would usually tie its origins to the uh, disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property. Um, and um, it, it would also send uh, Drew Bell um, and a man named Bennett Porter on an unproductive search for buried treasure.
1: Hmm. Um, I
2: guess my only question is: This a, was this, Was Kate the ghost supposed to be Native American? If all of a sudden, like, if if the ghost said that they were here because the Native American burial ground was disturbed,
0: that's that's kind of the question, and it sort of goes into sort of like the uh, the pseudo mysticism of like the early nineteenth century. Um, but, um, it, it seems that she was not like Native American, that she was probably, you know, with her name, she was, she was probably of, uh, um, European extraction. Gotcha. Um, so as she began, um, speaking with them fully, uh, the spirit would, uh, repeat, uh, word for word, two sermons, um, that were given, uh, 13 miles apart at the same time. Um, the the uh, the the spirit was also uh, apparently well acquainted with uh, biblical text um, and appeared to enjoy having religious arguments with people.
2: Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, listen, Kate, could God Himself microwave a burrito so hot that He Himself couldn't eat it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trick question, dickhead. Lemmy is God. <laughs> Wasn't that in
0: Airheads? That was in Airheads. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That was a great movie, by the way. It was know. an excellent people, movie. People sleep <laughs> on the Airheads.
0: Um, a- another thing the witch liked to do was that it would share gossip about activities in um, other nearby households, um, <laughs> and at times appeared to have um, appeared to, to leave for brief moments uh, to visit those homes after um, after being asked to check in on them.
2: Okay, this is just an evangelical southern woman. That's Kate. Like, It's sort of all pieces are falling into
1: place now. (laughs) Look, I don't know if you guys can get through the walls like me, but the the neighbors next door, they be fucking. (laughs) 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 Right in front of their cornbread. They don't Um, wash their hands before they open their Bible. This (laughs) bell ghost is very catty
2: for a 600 year old ghost. She's got some fucking mean street to her, right? <laughs> uh,
0: John Johnston, uh, uh, a son of, um, of James Johnston, uh, devised a, a test, uh, for the witch, um, uh, something that, um, that nobody outside his uh, family would know about. And he asked the witch about his Dutch, uh, step great grandmother in North Carolina and would, uh, what she would say to slaves if she saw, um, that they did something wrong. Um, the witch would reply in his grandmother's accent saying, hut tut, what has happened now?
1: Hut tut. Hot,
0: tut. <clears throat> yes. Hut tut. What has happened now? <clears> hut <throat> tut. <clears throat> um In another accent, an Englishman uh, stopped to visit and offered to investigate. <clears throat> On asking about his, or uh, upon speaking about his family overseas, uh, the witch suddenly began to mimic his English parents.
2: No oh, beans and toast! Beans and toast!
0: <laughs> Boy, you're a big disappointment to us. <laughs> I'm a right ghost, I am! Um, again, in the early morning,
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh,
0: the witch would wake him to voices of his parents, worried as they had heard his voice as well. Um, the Englishman quickly left that morning and later wrote to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England. He would apologize for skepticism.
2: Good Lord. Um at- I kind of want to go back to these, like, these days, the 1800s, because it would be so easy to just trick people. Like, if, especially if you were, like, a legitimate ventriloquist that was good at throwing your voice. Like, look at the shit you could accomplish. You got somebody apologizing for being skeptical of the fact that there's a ghost in your house.
0: Um, <laughs> it's the most insane <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, at times, the, uh, the spirit would display a form of kindness, especially towards Lucy. Ah, uh, John Bell's wife who she described as the most perfect woman to walk the earth which just gives me the clue that it's probably Lucy doing like the maybe the her ghost, name was like fin-
1: maybe her name was like Lucy because she was you know real easy to get 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 with you know what I mean she was Oh, a, Lucy Goose Lucy. Lucy or maybe she no, gave like, good jazz you know
2: she's just throwing her voice <laughs> she's just like Hey,
1: give Lucy all of your money. <laughs> well, you heard the ghost. Like, you can't... You know you what, You I don't Steve? know, you,
0: but you, we should just do what she did says. Did you just
1: hear that, Steve? It kind of sounded like the sound of two fighting dogs invisible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> That's my favorite uh, Godspeed, You Black Emperor track. <laughs>
1: the sound of t- two fighting dogs invisible?
0: Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I
1: fucking love Godspeed, but uh, honestly, like, the Dead Flag Blues is the best one. Everything else is way too long and way too fucking experimental.
0: Um, the witch would give Lucy fresh fruit and sing kind, wait, to what her. what
1: kind of music do you listen to, Ryan? Uh, I like everything but modern country. Okay, good. So you, and I don't also like don't a, like you you don't don't modern like mumble rap, but like uh, there's mo- there's like, like there's like, there's like, like a handful country, of like. mumble raps that are alright, like like fucking um, Future is good. Uh, fuck's the name of that? Uh, it was like the. It's like the. M- amigos? It's like the best freaking. Oh, man. Well, I just don't like mumble rap in current country. Otherwise, I'll listen to whatever. Yeah, current country is not fucking country. It's pop. It's garbage. It's pop music. Yeah, it's bullshit.
0: Um, They had
2: the- a twang and an acoustic guitar, and it's, they can totally, <clears> like, <throat> remarket it. It's insane.
0: The uh, the witch would give Lucy uh, Fresh Fruit and sing Hempster. Um, and, How is a goddamn ghost giving somebody... Fr- Never mind, go ahead. And Just it me. would uh, show uh, John Bell uh, Jr. a measure of respect. Um, she referred to John Bell Sr. as Old Jack, um, and the witch would claim that she intended to kill him, um, and she would um, signal this, um, her intent to uh, kill um, Old Jack uh, through curses, threats, and afflictions. Um, in the original a story, as told by Ingram, climax climaxes, uh, when uh, he is poisoned by the witch. Oh shit! Um, afterwards, um, the uh, the entity would interrupt the mourners at his funeral by singing drinking songs. Come
2: out, your black and tans! Come out and fight me! Fight me like a man!
1: <laughs> mask on, <laughs> fuck it, mask off. <laughs>
0: in, in that uh, H- song I was
1: thinking of. Mask <laughs> off, my future. That's that was okay. Perks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Switch stats.
2: Um, Switch out. You're just plates. mumbling right now. I can't even understand what you're saying right now. Just Steve, mumbling.
0: <laughs> Steve just blacked out in the booth again. <laughs> Sorry, I just blacked out in the booth. Um, in 1821, uh, because of the uh, the witch's uh, warnings, uh, Betsy Bell uh, called off her engagement to one Joshua Gardner. Um, the, uh, the entity told the family it was going to leave soon after this, uh, but return in seven years in 1828. Uh, the rich would return in time um, to Lucy and her sons Richard and Joel with uh, similar activities as she had did, done before, um, but they chose not to encourage it, and the witch appeared to leave again. Um, there is also accounts that uh, during, uh, during this time period that Andrew Jackson uh, would visit the house intrigued by the story um, and that he and his men were frightened away, um, but this is not really uh, corroborated, and we'll talk about that. Like uh, the Andrew Jackson? Yes, the uh, the Andrew Jackson, former former like, president, first military governor of Florida, Andrew Jackson,
2: Mister Twenty Dollar Bill, yeah. Mister
1: Trail of Tears himself. So yeah. I've been like, I, I have a witch theory. Andy right? Jacks. really bothers me, right? <laughs> so so yeah, I, yeah. let me say this just real quick, and I'm still shopping yeah, yeah. it. Like I haven't, uh, it's not fully formed, but like my whole problem with witches in general is that it oh, like they seem to be depicted as like these omnipotent ultimate fear things like Mm -hmm. like you need to you need to really be careful because she can just she can just off you in no time but it's always like some weak thing that beats her or like some really stupid like gang of teenagers you know or or something like that and i'm always like these fucking this this is bullshit like some some
0: um, small children pushing her into an oven
1: why yeah like why is a kid like achilles had his heel right but, right. but he was also, without that heal, he was fucking invulnerable, right? But why yes. is like this all-powerful creature like that they never really wish a weakness into? It's just kind of like, I don't know, man. This fucking gang of 11-year-olds is way too strong <laughs> I, for me. Honestly, if I'm
2: being honest, I think it's because you had a quarter of the edible, and you should probably stick to an eighth
1: the next time. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I'm, I'm totally good.
2: <laughs> I know that we try to keep this from becoming too political so i won't but it's the very same thing as talking about people in power where they say they're all knowing all powerful right. but also they're so stupid that they can't get this this this. So just, done. there's like, like
1: some <laughs> elemental weakness there has to be a weakness or else they're they, yeah, I see yeah. that's why i kind of like horror movies though because they're um i don't watch them all the time but i like horror movies about witches because it's like yeah you're not gonna beat them you know what i mean right. how you're gonna beat something that's more powerful than a human it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah, Jason Voorhees, for example.
2: Yeah. Is he immortal? I think so, because it, even they've taken his mask off to kill him and he still comes back. Yep. Mask on. Fucking mask
1: off. What? <laughs>
0: um in a uh in a in a similar but independent uh uh like tradition of stories told um in the vicinity of uh Panola County, Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh the witch is the ghost of an unpleasant overseer, um, John Bell uh murdered in North Carolina. Um, and this
2: wait, 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 wait. Say that again now. Yes, yeah, say, say the that again. Which is a ghost of
1: an unpleasant what? Like a overseer. Baby, like a babysitter or like No, a, an judge,
0: overseer like a, like a, like, a, slave slave like, a like a slave overseer. Oh, Like a slave judge or like yeah, the whip we'll guy. Well, slave overseer like a slave like boss yep, essentially. The, wh- the whip guy. And
2: John and John Bell killed a slave boss and now What? Okay. So is John Bell uh, Black?
0: No. Hmm. Okay. Is he Irish? Um <laughs> And, uh, so it, within this tradition uh, the spirit falls in love uh, with the central character of Mary making the uh, the witch uh, a male spirit uh, leading to her death um, and, and they said that this account is, is somewhat reminiscent of, of war around like early war around vampires okay. um, and the uh, the supernatural powers attributed uh, to the Tennessee war. spirit have also been compared to that of a djinn in mythology
1: yeah djinn's kind of like a catch all you know
0: Yeah. Um, So in in a manuscript attributed to Richard Williams fell, he wrote that the spirit would remain a mystery. And he said, quote unquote, whether it was witchery such as afflicted people in past centuries of the darker ages, whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven, or an evil spirit like those Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad, or a demon let loose from hell, I am unable to decide, nor has anyone yet divined its nature or cause for appearing, and I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes and of many tongues will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation to a correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation."
2: You know, you, you said something about the the spirit that Paul drove out of the man into the swine. I feel like that is one of Jesus' miracles that is not talked about enough. The exorcism of the demon. Uh, the demon legion. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's not talked about enough. Everybody's always like, oh, look, he, he healed the blind. He healed the he healed I mean, the blind, he I
1: like the legion the sick, but personally. I want you to tell me about the
2: cool shit Jesus did. I don't did, think like, they like, should have canceled people.
1: it, you know? It was a good show. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting character in the Marvel universe. So,
2: Jesus is a character
1: in the MCU extended Well, probably, universe. but I was referring to Legion, the demon. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd rather see, I'd rather see like a superhero Jesus Christ, like JC, across well, his chest, you know, flying out
1: What you're describing, shooting laser beams out of his stigmata. What, <laughs> what you're describing is basically kind. It's kind of ah. Eh, uh, I don't think it's, it's kind like, like Iron no, Man. No, it's, it's no, no, what you're describing is, is basically what Joseph Campbell was saying towards the end of his life. That, uh, oh. that the, the stories in the myths, in the Bible specifically, he doesn't talk too much about the Bible, but, um, he kind of keeps it Eastern. But, um, the stories that are in the myth, they were applicable to a certain people at a certain time. You know? So, yeah. like, those metaphors, they kind of fall flat on most of living society today, you know? Yeah. Oh, he exercised demon. didn't walk around,
2: slap people in the forehead, and all of a sudden they no, see.
1: Even no, even most Christians today are going to look at you and go, nah, you know?
2: Uh, today, I think most Christians would be like, no, nah, Jesus Christ, now nah, he could heal the dead. Uh, he could bring him back.
1: I God. don't think that they're going to buy that, like, Jesus Christ literally uh, vamoosed a demon out of someone, you know? I think if you talk no, but to Christians just the, just the,
2: in the 90s, but, they would be like, no, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I think we need to keep me, it logical and rational. Now, if you talk to a Christian in 2023, they're like, mm, God, Jesus is in the room with us right now. So I agree, with, I,
1: I agree with what you're saying. But I'm saying <laughs> my, my point is about the metaphor. Like that's the whole thing with Joseph Campbell. Like, uh, what yeah, is the – because his whole thing is that most people, what they do with the Bible is they talk about what it uh, denotates, not what it connotates. Right. And, right. Um, and that's, that's where they make the mistake. That it's what it, right. it's what the story connotates. It's not meant to be taken literally. And right. uh yeah, that's what I was talking about. But. Gotcha. I think that's what all this is too. I really do. I think like the whole witch thing, it just comes from a place of uh misunderstanding and you're raised into a society that believes ghosts can be cured by like, you know, ice cubes or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking frontier medicine. <laughs> you know what you need? You need some sage and some ice cubes.
2: You need to burn some sage, you need to eat some jasmine, and then you need to stick a clove of uh or it's a four-leaf clover up your ass, and you'll get rid of the ghost.
1: <laughs> What's it gotta go in your ass? <laughs> <laughs>
2: the ghosts don't like ass.
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Ghosts uh. don't like ass, folks.
0: Um, so within <laughs> the, the sort of canon of related stories to this that, that the original legend might Steve, be. Steve, let me ask on. you
1: a question. Did did the bell witch have a nice ass? Nice they don't think they they so so
0: juicy They don't talk about how dummy thick she was. How so. like caked up she was Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She looked like Ice Spice. <laughs>
2: oh my god.
1: Oh man. I like Ice Spice.
0: I
2: hope Pete Davidson's gonna propose to Ice Spice next.
1: Uh you know, they're they are similarly uh strange. Like I like Ice Spice, but they kinda have like uh, interesting personalities.
0: Um so a uh, military officer John R. Bell uh, would join uh, Stephen Harriman uh, Long on his expedition in 1820 to explore the Central Great Plains. Um, due to a lack Central of provisions Great,
1: Central Great Plains of the United States? Yes. Okay.
0: Um so due to a lack of provisions uh, Long and Bell led divided parties after they reached the Rocky Mountains and rejoined in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, Bell kept a detailed journey of his travel um, his return trip on October 19th, 1820, crossed the Red River at Port Royal in Tennessee. Um, later that day, Bell stopped at the Murphy residence in Robertson County to eat dinner. Mm. Um, during this day, uh, Bell was told of a young woman accompanied by a voice. Uh, the voice wished for a woman to marry a local band, and thousands had traveled to hear it. Um, the journal's connection to the Bell witch legend um, is discussed by a local historian named David Britton, Um, during a televised broadcast produced for the discovery channel in November of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, He would say of this rather a singular circumstance was, uh, was here related to me of a young girl of about 15 years of age residing, but three miles from Murphy, a voice accompanies her, which says she would marry a man, a neighbor thousands of persons have visited her to hear his, uh, hear this voice uh, in many instances. It will reply to questions put to it. The visitors have left as little satisfied in their curiosity as before they heard it. Many are under the impression that it is ventriloquism imposed upon the, uh, the hearers, either by the girl or her brother, who it seems is generally in her company. Her family is respectable. And this is from the Journal of John R. Bell.
1: John R. Bell. Like
2: Art Bell's distant cousin? <laughs>
1: Oh, is Art Bell related to these people? Is that
2: why Art Bell's was was,
0: was kind of crazy?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Figure. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: West of the Rockies, Bell Witch, uh, live? West of
1: the Rockies? We to Bell Witch. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Would it be east of the Rockies? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I guess. She she gets around. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah,
2: the Bell Witch is a little bit of what we call a hussy. Okay, she's she gets she gets she's a little
0: little ish She gets around. Um, lay Eric uh, Schmidt,
1: you about to be haunted now? You know that, right? (laughs) Listen, all I'm saying is, if I get haunted
2: (laughs) by some woman in the middle of the night who's trying to wake me up and scare me, she better be down to fuck. That ghost better be down to give me that gussy. Okay, you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but you know the (laughs) problem is now I got to. I gotta cut the word gussy out of our fucking podcast. <laughs> Thanks, bro.
0: Talking about that gussy, it's gonna get us in trouble, it's gonna get us demonetized. <laughs> uh, so, Lay Le- uh, Le- Eric Schmidt um, wrote that um, Enlightenment writers by the late 18th century utilized uh, ventriloquism as a naturalistic explanation for religious expression of supernatural voices, such as those found in. Um, Christianity during the Great Awakenings um, and the, the the shamanic practices of Native Americans. Okay, um, shemet argues that this um, uh, secular explanation of supernatural voices as a form of deception and illusion led to the adoption of ventriloquism by stage musicians of the first decade in the nineteenth century. Um, these early uh, popular performances from predominantly white male stage musicians. Uh, concurrently led to the democratization of the secular theory across uh, uh, across the United States. Um, this cultural change left religious interpretations of such voices to more marginalized groups and secular interpretations of those beliefs as provincial or rustic. Um, this shift also led to the spiritualist movement of the mid-19th century to find greater expression among women. So essentially what he's saying is that... Um, that, you know, like, in the past, people would, would like, do these things, so they just use uh, ventriloquism, but as people, like, figured out ventriloquism and it became more, like, mainstream and secular, um that they had to turn to other things, which they're arguing led to the adoption of, like, the practices of spiritualism um in the uh, mid-19th century, soon after this time period.
2: So, are they trying to say, like... Ventriloquism led to spiritualism?
0: Well what what they're trying to say is that when people would do these things where they would say like they were like before like seances. Right. Where they're saying like, oh, I'm divining with the spirits, they would use uh ventriloquism to like to give that effect.
2: Bro, I took care of people in the ER like this week who tell me that they're seeing spirits and they're divine and everything else. Like this is (laughs) Yeah, really? Bro, the amount of people in this country who have deep, deep psychiatric issues that are unable to get help is just profound. And where uh, all go, they all come right to the ER. It's bad. Yeah, you won't shock me there, pal. No, no fucking way. I
1: totally no. understand.
2: So apparently what I got to do is kind of get them from the psychotic break that they're having into the spiritualist movement. Have them start tapping on tables, seeing ghosts, talking to the dead. Okay, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Psychiatrist? No, let him talk to the bell witch Hang on, let me go channel her real quick
0: The, uh, the newspapers The New England Farmer of Boston And the Green Mountain Freeman of Vermont um, In January and February of 1856 uh, Published an article Regarding the bell witch legend um, And the uh, publication Described that the origin of the text Was from the Saturday Evening Post mm. uh, The farmer was a weekly Agricultural journal um and the Freeman was affiliated with the Abolitionist Liberty Party. Nice. Um, which um uh, there's a lot of like crossover between spiritualism and like the abolitionist movement. Um a lot of like early abolitionists um like were big into like um spiritualism and vice versa. Um the unidentified author described the apparition as quote unquote uh, the Tennessee ghost or bell ghost. Um, and stated the event occurred 30 years or more from the time the article was written. Um, There are three human characters in the account, Mr. Bell, his daughter Betsy Bell, and Joshua Gardner. The author stated that the voice, which spoke freely about the house from all directions, would not manifest itself until the lights were extinguished at night. Um, The story attracted wide interest, um, and the author claimed to have become well acquainted with Mr. Gardner. Uh, When the ghost was asked how long it would remain, it replied, until Joshua Gardner and Betsy Bell get married. The author uh, goes on to state that Betsy Bell had fallen in love with Joshua Gardner and had discovered the skill of ventriloquism. The author states that uh, Miss Bell used her skill to attempt to convince Joshua Gardner to marry her, but when they did not marry, the apparition disappeared. Wow. Um, Ingram, in his History of the Bellwitch, uh, wrote that a Saturday Evening Post article regarding the Bellwitch had been retracted. He said in his work, about 1849, the Saturday Evening Post, published either in Philadelphia or New York, printed a long sketch of the Bellwitch phenomenon uh, written by a reporter who made a strenuous effort in the details to connect her with the authorship of the demonstrations. Mrs. Powell, was so outraged by the publication that she engaged a lawyer to institute suit for libel. The matter, however, was settled without litigation, the paper retracting the uh, the charges, explaining how this version of the story had gained uh, credence, and the fact that, at the time the demonstrations commenced, Betsy Bell had scarcely advanced from the stage of childhood and was too young to have been capable of originating and practicing so great a deception. The fact also that after this report had gained circulation, she had submitted to, um, to any and every test that the wits of detectives could invent to prove the theory. And all the stratagems employed served only uh, to demonstrate her innocence and utter ignorance of the agency of the so-called witchery um, and, as, and was herself the greatest sufferer from the affliction. So he essentially says, like, well, yeah, there was an article, but they had to retract it. Ah,
2: uh, okay. Uh, I wonder why. Um, yeah.
0: Because it, it conflicted with his story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was just a, it was just total bullshit, though, wasn't it?
0: Well, well yeah. Well, well, essentially the story, and he's saying, like, because remember at the end of the story, they're like, well, it was just ventralquism. And yeah. he's like... And he's like, well, no, actually, you know, they had to retract the article because of all the inconsistencies in it. So uh, my my <laughs> book that I've just published is is correct.
1: There are a lot
2: of inconsistencies in it. But if you read my book, my book is 100% correct with absolutely no inconsistencies.
0: Um, in September 1868, an article was published entitled Witchcraft and Murder, Hobgoblins and Old Gray Horses, the Incentive to Crime. What? <laughs>
2: What? You're, the intent of crime is money, okay? You heard, <laughs> Who the fuck is old gray them, horses and hobgoblins? <laughs>
0: um, Tom Kleinard and Dick Burgess were, were arrested for the murder of a Mr. Smith. Uh, the article reported that uh, Smith claimed that the powers of witchcraft while working near Adam Station, uh, chopping wood... Uh, that he were in the powers of witchcraft while working near Adam Station, chopping wood on a farm with the defendants. The article stated that Smith claimed uh, to use these occult powers uh, on Kleinard and Burgess... Leading to the conflict between them, the identity of the defendant was reported uh, variously as James or Charles Smith, um, and the jury of State versus Clinnard and Burgess uh, returned a not guilty verdict.
2: I'm kind of impressed now, actually, because I just I had to look it up when it was, because I thought it was even later than this. But the Salem witch trials were in like the late 1600s, so we're talking about 200 years before. These kind of hysteria surrounding which witchcraft you know is is, is happening. How do we learn nothing in the two hundred years since the Salem witch trials, where these well, this, people are still on the same kind of
0: well, nonsense? Well, this isn't well, yeah, but it's not really the same because they're not really like accusing people of like being in league with the devil. It's it's more just like it's more just like the the ghost hunter shows of today, where they're like, oh, there's there's a spirit here, and someone's just doing like the nineteenth century of like of like come at me bro at the ghost.
2: Right, but I mean knowing what they were doing to witches in the 1600s if you were found out to be a witch now 200 years later like they're still with
0: the same kind of nonsense. Well they're not, well they're not accusing anybody of being a witch. They're just saying like, "Oh, this person who died here, I heard she was into like witchcraft." It goes it goes back to like the stuff we talked about with the Warrens where they're just like, "Oh yeah, you know, um, I don't, uh, I, don't oh,
2: I thought oh okay I thought I thought you said that these two dudes killed this guy because they were saying that he was using like witchcraft. You
1: know I mean, well, well, well no this guy was, th- this guy's
0: uh, essentially saying that that he that um through the power of witchcraft or whatever. Yeah. Okay.
1: You yeah, Ed Warren was um he was doing like uh, one of his little things, you know, searching for ghosts. And hey, we over here looking for ghosts, yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah. and he's everyone was just kind of talking about it for a second and then he was like, "Hold. Do you hear that?" It sounds like two invisible dogs are flying in the same <laughs> <laughs> Hey, close
2: those curtains. You don't need to look outside. They're in here. The invisible dogs are in here. He just,
0: he, he just grabs on. He just grabs onto a table and like his eyes roll back into his head. He's like, I see a Pomeranian and a, <laughs>
1: <and> a Bichon Freak. <laughs> are you familiar with the Pomeranian breed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you may not think it, but this, this is a fighting dog.
1: This b- is fight. <laughs>
0: I like how I like how Dogs he went into kill. like I like how he went into like Bernie Sanders.
1: Oh, I'm Bernie Sanders now. That's me. <laughs> I'm Bernie Sanders. The American people aren't oh. going to put up with ghosts. Um, I am once again
2: asking you to get rid of the Bell Witch.
0: Um, Ingram would uh, publish an interview with one Lucinda E. Rawls of Clarksville, uh, Tennessee, daughter of Alexander uh, Goch, um and Thanny Thorne, Um, who reported to be close friends of Betsy Bell. Uh, Rawls testified that the Bell Witch was a frequent topic of conversation during her lifetime um, and pointed to a murder of a man for (laughs) witchcraft as evidence for this claim. Um, She said, um, quote unquote, The Bell Witch was and is still a great scapegoat. Every circumstance out of the regular order of things is attributed to the witch. It has not been long since a man claiming to be the witch was waylaid and murdered by two men who were cleared on the plea that the murdered man had bewitched them. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so they, they got the witch panic defense. Now oh, Here we go. It's like, oh, you know, I feared for my life, so I had to kill this, this guy because he's putting a hex on me. And I'm like, well, the law hasn't been revised since like 1600, so you're you're, you're free.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, Well, you know, what are you going to do? He's a witch. What are you going to do? They're like <laughs> pulling out a Ouija board. Did you actually do this? Did, did, fuck, you deserved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Ingram would append the date of 1875 or 1876 to this event, uh, but connected the Rawls recollection with the death of Smith. Um, instead of this, Smith came into the community a stranger and was employed by Mr. Fletcher, where Clennard and Burgess were uh, also engaged on the farm. Smith professed to be something of a wizard or rather boasted of his power to hypnotize or hypnotize uh, and lay spells on people. Uh. Um, subject, subjecting I'm about to say, a <laughs> you don't listen to
1: in You fucking think <laughs> hypnotized, baby. <laughs> than your average ghost.
0: <laughs> Papa Christ. Um, subjecting anyone who came under his influence to his will, and it was reported that he claimed to have uh. derived this power from the mantle of the bell witch. However, the writer interviewed Honorary uh, John F. House, who was counsel for the defense, uh, on the subject, who says that no such evidence was produced in the trial, but that the lawyers handled the Bellwitch affair for all that it was worth in the defense of their clients, presenting the analogy of of, uh, similarity of circumstances uh, with good effect on the jury."
2: Can you imagine just the prosecutor busting out, like, a fucking Ouija board or the defense, busting out a fucking Ouija board in court, putting their hands... All,
1: all right, the everyone... Oh, like, Whoa, everyone, it's going to A!
2: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's pretty much what Janet Reno did when she put the guy that's still in jail for, like, the satanic panic bullshit uh, down in Miami. What, wait, what... Oh, God. There's, There's, ruined my night. All what right, now, me? everyone There's, in
1: court, put your fingers on this planned shit.
0: Well, there's there's uh, there, there's still people that are in jail for, like, just made up satanic panic stuff. And one of them is yeah. in jail here in Florida. And Janet Reno was the prosecutor on that case. And okay. and her being like the prosecutor on the on the satanic panic case was one of the things that got her to be um, the uh, the attorney general.
2: And the person who got to murder everybody. at Waco. Yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and if it
0: wasn't if it wasn't for the satanic panic, all those people at Waco. They'd still be getting fun. What's his face? Jesus,
2: yeah. Oh David, no, David Koresh. Yeah,
0: by David Koresh.
2: Old Dave. Old Davey K. Oh God, Janet Reno. She was a perfect like scapegoat to be made fun of on Saturday Night Live. So the way he I heard perfectly. you say
1: that was Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Yeah. No. Ah, gosh damn it, Janet Reno. <laughs>
2: Will Farrell did the perfect Jannarino, too. Uh,
1: yeah. Made her look like she's,
2: like, seven feet tall, the librarian glasses. <laughs> she knows <laughs> a fucking mess. On April 24th,
0: 1880, an article was published regarding a haunted house in Springfield, Tennessee, where knocking underneath the floor was hurt. Uh, the fourth night of knockings began at 10.30 p.m. and ended at 4 a.m., with the home surrounded by 10 to 12 persons working in an effort to discover the origin of the sound. In a follow-up report from April 26, 1880, the author reported that several hundred people had visited the home attempting to witness the phenomenon, with many camped out overnight despite the homeowners asking them to leave.
2: Well, basically, they just didn't put the correct octane in their house, so the house started knocking. Yeah. Um, and what's going to happen is you're going to eventually cause damage to the house, mm-hmm. um, you know, mostly to the foundation, just because you didn't put a high enough
0: octane. Well, they, the speaking, the, the house requires was a, 93. Yeah, you got to put 93. Yeah, the, the house was an old. Five. Yeah, the house was an old house, so it needed at least premium. <laughs>
2: at <laughs> and the they're least. just sitting there putting regular in at the very least. <laughs> and then they're doing the surprise Pikachu face when the house starts knocking.
0: Like, bro, you should have been taking care of your shit. It's just typical what people. They, they, they buy these. They buy these fancy, you know, vintage houses. They don't know how to take care of them. It just happens all the time. I'm just shaking my damn head at these people. Uh, on on, uh, on Wednesday night, April twenty eighth, eighteen eighty, the family reported to have left the home for the night, and a smaller group of investigators around the home heard knocking when from they fifty left, they yards were
1: like, away. We out, and then uh, but all of a sudden, there's a ghost.
0: Um, During the events, uh, the journalist uh, took the opportunity to mention the Bell Witch legend, saying it is an actual fact that several hundred intelligent people of Springfield and vicinity have been so excited over the noise as to go night after night to listen to it. About 30 years ago, Robertson County had a sensation similar to this known as the Bell Witch, Um, and people came from all parts of the country, even as far as New York, to hear or see her.
2: You know it's bullshit cuz it started off with it is an
0: actual fact.
2: <laughs> like you had to like really Yeah, that's true. That anybody is fact. An actual fact. Anybody that hits hit you with the fact, uh,
1: actual fact. Anybody that hits you with the actual fact is just like, "Oh god, who the fuck am I about to get involved with here?" Yeah, here we go. Yeah. The
0: the Springfield you know, it's an uh, actual
1: fact that when you hear a random noise in a room, it could be the sound of invisible dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, when these invisible dogs are, are invisible dog fighting, now occasionally they'll bump up against a coffee table or something else.
1: It's just a random <laughs> series of words. Like you could put any number of things in there. Man, I tell you what, do you guys hear that? You know what that sounded like? That sounded like Barky, Balky Bartakamus, and Cousin Larry shitting plants. <laughs> like it didn't, but I could say that. <laughs> You can say whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Sorry cousin, uh, I put glass in the casserole. <laughs> you know.
0: Good lord. The the, uh, the Springfield uh four knocking occurred at the residence of one John W. Knuckles, uh, Knuckles who is a local <laughs> prominent physician.
1: Knock if you buck, baby. John W.
0: Uh, Knuckles. <laughs> John W Knuckles. Knuckles if knuck. you buckle.
2: Shut the fuck up. Knock if you knuckle.
0: Knock if you knuck.
1: <laughs> Um, oh shit!
0: So Knuckles okay. uh, was recently married to uh, Laura Hopkins Jones.
1: I'm just hearing; that's what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> with a uh, with a union that was uh, th- this marriage was opposed uh, by her family. Uh, the phenomenon created a-, a domestic disturbance between them. Um, and as a local carpenter, uh, Gil Walling accused Laura uh, Knuckles of creating the noise with an iron ball attached to a rubber belt hidden under her clothes.
2: I can just imagine the whole family's like, no, we don't want you marrying him because you're, they're definitely going to play knuck if you buck at the fucking wedding. We are not doing this. Like, you can't. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous.
1: Uh-huh. Like,
2: you're going to be made fun of. What like are you, you thinking? No. Uh, <laughs> Your name is going to be Laura Knuckles. You're going to sound like a mob wife's husband or a mob wife, remember, Laura Knuckles. <laughs> you're an <echidna. laughs>
0: Uh Robertson County, a story in Yolanda Reed states they came to the conclusion that the wife was uh, tying it Um, into the bottom of her skirt to make the sounds, nobody ever proved it. Um, The couple separated in May of 1880. Um, That August, uh, John retrieved his infant child from his wife, uh, running through town with his estranged wife falling in anguish. Um, Afterward, the child was returned to Laura, who was living with her father, Asa Hopkins. Uh, John, in February of 1882, uh, confronted Laura's father over his desire to see the child and threatened his father-in-law's life. Uh, during the oh, argument, shit. the subject of ghosts between the men was reported by an eyewitness um, as uh, John uh, attempted to shoot Hopkins, but was restrained. Oh, shit. Uh, the next day, as a result of the confrontation, uh, John's brother-in-law, S.V. Hopkins, uh, traveled from Nashville and shot John W. Knuckles with a um, uh, with a, uh, double-barreled shotgun, causing his death. Uh, oh. The circumstances of the shooting were contested. Um, and S.B. Hopkins was acquitted of murder.
2: Dang! Oh, what? You see how much easier it was to get away with murder back in the 1800s? Good God!
0: Yeah, they were a lot more lenient with what they call like crimes of passion, where like you could just go to a jury and just like they got me mad, and you know how you are when you get that. Yeah, and it, it, I had to it,
2: travel from uh, Nashville over here, and you know that's like a that's a four day trip, man. Jersey. I was just so bad I couldn't calm down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know how many you know how many how much it costs to put oats in a horse these days. Everyone, everyone the jury is just madder. <laughs> everyone's just nodding, chewing on like a the thing of hay they got in their mouth. They're just like, uh huh. Preach, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Preach. Um, the journal, uh, the journal studies um, in philology in 1919 published a study of witchcraft in North Carolina by a folklorist named Team uh, Tom uh, P. Cross.
1: About philology. No, Jesus um,
0: Christ. Uh, Cross uh, cites a um, a column uh, from the Nashville Banner, uh, where it mentions the paper had sent a reporter to Robertson County by the 1880s, John C. Cook, to investigate reports of the possible emerge uh, reemergence of the Bell Witch phenomenon. Um, a several-page account of the Bell Witch legend was included in a sketch of Robertson County uh, and was reportedly written for Nashville Centennial Exposition, 1880. Uh the sketch was published in nine, 1900 by the Tennessee Historical Society um and but the author of the sketch is unknown and the article is undated. Um dates in the sketch though end at 1880. Uh the writer stated that the source of the first portion of the narrative was a FR Mills, William Pride, WG Gooch, Ben B Batts, and many others. Um the author- Something Wong,
2: we too. <laughs> wow, low, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's Holy the first. That's, like, that's the. That's the same kind of vibes I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> Something wrong. <laughs> we too low. Holy shit. Uh,
0: the author identified the the burial disturbance as a uh, skull, um, as a skull previously located in a mound nearby on the River Bluff. Uh, the return of the remains did not placate the spirit, and the witch could speak in several languages and would quote unquote set the dogs on unsuspecting victims, when most likely happened. invisible. <laughs>
2: I'm going to tell you right now. From what I know of the 1800s Tennessee, which is admittedly not a lot, there is no way you got somebody that's speaking "quote unquote" several languages that lives in a farmhouse well, in Bumfuck. What I'm going to say, just mumbling shit, and they're just like just saying stupid words. People are like, oh, that sounds like that must be that fancy French that
0: we've been hearing so much about. <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. going to, I'm, I'm going to say, even in like Tennessee today, there's probably like roaming packs of wild dogs everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's probably four people that are bilingual. Like.
0: Not including like people
2: that' like ship there to work.
0: um in the uh, although in the uh, centennial account, uh, the uh, the Bell witch did not um, explicitly poison John Bell. Um, in the description, it says at one time a vial of poison was found in the food of the chimney and being taken down, Dr. George B. Hobson gave one drop to a cat causing its death in seven seconds. The witch claimed to have put the poison there for the purposes of killing Mr. Bell. Being asked how it was going to administer the poison, it said by pouring it into the dinner pot. It is remarkable that, although he enjoyed good health up to the time of this event, Mr. Bell died within days after the vial was found, uh, being in a stupor at the time of his death. Uh, From this time, the people visited the house less frequently, although the witch would now and then be heard.
2: So, basically, the witch is a poltergeist, if we want to go by actual correct, like, quote-unquote, yes, it's, terminology. It's a poltergeist because it interacts with the actual
0: physical world. Yes, and in some accounts, it's also attributed with knocking, which is another poltergeist thing. Okay. Um, in the Ingram account, it attributed uh, Richard Williams Bell, um, uh, which was attributed to uh, Richard Williams Bell, that John Bell was already suffering from an unknown affliction and bedridden for some time. Um, John Bell's I mean, strong. John bell.
2: The
1: paralysis of the mouth. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, got, he's got him bedridden. He's got <laughs> butt rot.
0: He's got the palsy.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's got the butt rots. Um, <laughs>
0: it's over. Uh, John Bell Jr. found the vial in the cupboard after his father did not wake. Uh, the family called for Dr. Hobson father? while the while the bell witch exclaimed she had fed the poison to John Bell. Father, uh, have uh, you Alex expired
1: got, from your butt rot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alex got and John Bell Jr., tested the poison <laughs> on the cat with a straw, which died very quick. Uh, John Bell died the next day on December 20th, 1820.
1: You've killed him! <laughs> um,
0: the, the centennial sketch stated that the witch uh, could appear as a rabbit, bear, or black dog and intimate various animal sounds. Nice. Uh, the, the voice claimed it was one of seven spirits with three names given to itself. Three waters, uh, Tenapurdy, and Black Dog. Um, the Ingram account also described a family of spirits that demonstrated uh, during a short period of time. Uh, the members of the witch family had the names of Black Dog, Mathematics, Jerusalem. Uh, <laughs> Stop reading uh, off the names Jerusalem.
1: of D12. Okay, I don't want to hear. From <laughs> I don't want to hear your encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of the rap group D12. <laughs>
0: The, uh, I
2: like how somebody's name is Mathematics. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: Mathematics is what
2: fucking What kind of witchcraft. a name
0: is
1: not Jerusalem for someone?
2: <laughs> how can you divide anything by zero? It doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> um, Black Dog was described as the apparent leader of the group. Um, in the week of January 20th, 1890, Hundreds of persons were reported to have visited a house two point five miles east of Hopskin, uh, Hopkinsville, which is uh, Hopkinsville, uh, t- Kentucky, which is the same place where you know the the goblins. Ah, yes,
1: the yeah. goblins.
0: Yeah. Um. So as word spread of uh, coal mysteriously uh, falling from the ceiling, um, in the family room,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> the um, fuck, dude.
0: So the the house was occupied by a prominent minister of the Cumberland uh, Presbyterian Church, W.G.L. Uh, Quate, his wife, uh, uh, his wife, uh, a stepdaughter, uh, Bell Hall, um, as well wait, as
2: a, wait 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 his wife is his stepdaughter?
0: No, separate. His wife and stepdaughter.
2: So you're saying his wife is a stepdaughter?
0: No, I'm <laughs> saying his wife. And his also wife, a stepdaughter. His wife and <laughs> okay.
2: his stepdaughter. I know it's, <laughs> I,
0: it's, it's Tennessee, not Alabama. My
2: wife and my stepdaughter walked to a bar and I said, hey, honey.
1: <laughs> oh, sickening. Sickening.
0: It's on
2: Elon Musk's dad. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking about Tennessee in the 1800s uh, or Kentucky in the 1800s. Like, this is not out of the, out of the ordinary. Fuck, um, we could be talking about t- Kentucky in the year of our Lord 2023 and it would still probably kind of sort of fit depending on where you're at.
1: Yeah, baby. Or
2: we um,
0: could just there, not
1: talk about Kentucky.
0: And there was there was also a um <laughs> there was also an unnamed uh 16-year-old female servant. Um, Mrs. Quaid would be injured by a uh, when a piece of of this coal struck her on the top of her head and she would require medical attention. Um an you, earlier report What do you
1: think she said when the coal hit her in the head? like what do you, what do you think she would say?
0: Concernant?
1: You think it's a concernant? I'm thinking more it's like oh blimey fuck like, you know, like that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. What about you Ryan? Um, what do you think what do you think I, she exclaims? What
2: I think she said cannot be said on this podcast oh, even if you believed it.
1: <laughs> oh, you're going dark. All right. Um,
2: and and it, my, what I think she said is more appropriate for something like Come <laughs> Town <talent laughs> come come podcast. Podcast.
1: <laughs> what do you think she said <laughs> oh sister's glitty you know like fucking yeah. what do you think she said <laughs> what is this fucking black
2: thing that just touched me get this oh off me oh my god so,
0: something uh, and, then, and then they could hear the cackling sound of a of a obese Greek man, a Greek man, Just yeah.
1: the whole fucking pocket. I couldn't even listen to Come Town because every fucking time Stabby would start laughing, it would just it would oh yeah. just, grates in your fucking. Ear. I love Stabby, but it just grates in your ear.
2: Ugh. It's cool for like the first like two or three times he does it, and then you're like, yeah.
1: right, stop, like, calm down, buddy.
0: Um, an earlier report suggested the servant girl was a potential suspect, while stating the superstitious were invoking a connection to the Bell Witch of Robertson County from decades earlier. Um, the the frequency of the of the cold drops though declined by the end of the week. Uh, Reverend uh, the Reverend Quate attributed uh, supernatural agency to the activity and was praying in the evening in an effort to solve the mystery.
2: So here's my question: Like they don't have. Cathedral ceilings and high, like high ceilings in these houses in Kentucky in the eighteen hundreds. So, and coal is not like a brick. You know, coal is like you know, like little pieces. As far as I know, so how did she need medical attention when something fell from what is presumably maybe five feet above her head and just kind
0: what? of dropped? Well, I'm off. sure she also had like rickets or whatever. So I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> the, <what? laughs> the wasting the
1: disease rickets. or some shit.
0: <laughs> that was was it was, it was, it was a load it was a load bearing like segment of hair that it hit. It just. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Load-bearing hair just sounds awful. <laughs> Don't ever talk again.
0: <laughs> well, we're done. <laughs> um,
1: that is the story.
0: <laughs> load-bearing um, hair. An article was published on February 3rd, 1890, describing a series of events from Adam Station, Tennessee.
2: Uh, a series of unfortunate events. At
0: dusk on January 27th, 1890, uh, Mr. Holloway reported watching two unknown women arrive at his home and dismount from their horses as he was feeding cattle. When he arrived at the house, the horses and women were gone. Mr. H- uh, Holloway's wife reported seeing the women in the yard as well. Um, that week, Mr. Roland attempted to place a sack of corn on his horse's back and it fell off. He again attempted to place the sack of corn on the horse's back God several damn, more times, but each internet. time the sack fell off.
1: Thank God we have the internet, or people be outdoors putting corn on horses. What the fuck?
0: Um, Joe Bro. Johnston arrived uh, and held on the sack as Mr. Roland mounted his horse. Ah.
2: Uh, this- <laughs> starting in, it's like some some Mr. Hands territory. Joe Johnston
1: held on to the sack while Mr. Roland mounted his horse. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> See, it's all about the way you say it.
0: <laughs> um... They witnessed the sack floating away for 20 yards where it settled down at the fence. Uh, When the men went to retrieve the sack, a voice was heard saying, you won't touch the sack anymore.
1: Don't touch that damn sack, you little son of a bitch. Don't
0: touch that sack.
1: (laughs) They said that it had the tenor of of a young Oscar Wilde, but that overall the voice sounded kind of like the sound of invisible dogs fighting. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Uh, a follow up uh, a follow up report was published on February eighteenth eighteen ninety with the title A Weird Witch More Tales of a Uh Mohattanish uh Flavor uh from Adam Station. Mah- I'm sorry, you mean like Islam? Um, what? Well in the well no Mohattan. Um so in the oh, late nineteenth century, uh Joseph uh Mohattan uh was a uh, known hoaxer of newspaper articles.
1: Hoaxer? Man, I wanna that's what I want on my fucking tombstone. <laughs>
0: Uh, the article was republished a few days later with the subtitle "More Tales of a Fishy Flavor."
1: I don't like that, um, Steve. He's a real hoaxer.
0: Um, in the account, the entity was referred to only as the witch. The article
2: is that how they published the Kama Sutras chapter on Conalengus. Conalengus, more tales of a fishy flavor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, um, <that's> <laughs> in the in the article, reports that Mr. Johnson was visiting uh, Buck Smith. I was discussing a recent visitation of a ghost at his home. Uh, they heard a knocking at the door, and when they opened the door, the knocking began at another door. Uh, they sat down, and the dog began to fight with something invisible. So now, a, now a visible dog is fighting with a possible <laughs> invisible dog.
2: Just replace Jim Carrey in Liar Liar beating the shit out of himself in the bathroom with a dog just throwing himself across the couch, I mean, throwing himself into the couch. Fighting I, I mean,
0: it's someone whose own dogs see. like dog dogs just do that.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> these are like the most sheltered people in the world. They're like, "What's that dog doing?" They're not. They're not like a cat where they just
0: like stare off at the ghost.
2: Um, I feel like that cats are just having seizures when they're just staring off like that, and we haven't realized it yet. They're just
0: having micro strokes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um,
1: micro stroke. Uh,
0: t- uh, two minutes later, the door flew open, and fire spread across the room, blown by a cyclonic wind. With the coals disappearing as they tried to put it out. That's
1: a good fucking uh, adjective. We need more usage of the cyclonic. That's that's good. Yeah, I like that
0: one. Um, that evening, Mister Johnson started home on his horse, and something jumped on the back, grabbing his shoulder as he tried to restrain the horse. Uh, as he felt a jump off as he neared his home, uh, and move uh, move in the leaves into the woods. Uh, Mr. Report it uh, Mr like, Winters sounds
1: like a euphemism for taking a shit. Just move the leaves into the woods in there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh Mr. Winters reported taking a, a peculiar bird. Or reported yeah, taking a, a peculiar bird uh, while hunting with great difficulty. Is that like the way uh,
1: you say scene girl? Like <laughs> in old English. Peculiar bird. A peculiar bird. <laughs> a peculiar <Yeah>. bird? <laughs>
0: That's a peculiar
1: bird over there.
0: Uh, as I bet it a peculiar bird. Anyway,
1: she's a scene girl, or as they would say a long time ago, it became a she works at, bird.
0: <laughs> she works at the record shop at the mall.
1: At the mall,
2: uh, <laughs> uh, that was an incredible. Was his name Michael Strahan? No, it's not Michael. Strahan. Michael Strahan. <laughs> the not not Michael Strahan. The, um,
1: Michael Kane.
2: Oh, Michael Kane.
1: You want me? To no, talk not Michael Kane. Like I'm Caine? thinking of the. Um, That's not difficult, Mister Wang. Oh God, he
2: was in the Italian job. The bald guy. Oh uh, mm. Um. Michael was he in the Michael transporter too? Was he in the transporter? <laughs> oh, too? Jason Statham. Yeah, Jason, Jason Statham. Yeah, it's not Michael. Jason. What? Yeah, this is what? incredible well, Jason yeah, Statham
1: did. What are gonna do here, Lance? <laughs> is we're well, I was gonna go say when you tell this ghost how very fucked it is.
0: <laughs> well, when you... he's gonna get in the trunk and we're gonna take him over to London then. When when you said <laughs> the Italian job, you do know that like Michael Caine is in the original Italian job.
2: Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, no, he's even like
0: that. he's like the star of the original Italian job. You
2: just, I've, n- I've only seen, I've only seen the
1: Mac Wahlberg version. Okay, you way. were
0: only supposed to blow off the doors. You got. Steve's she was a, only Steve's, sixteen.
1: she's a huge cinephile. You just got. You just got served, son. <laughs> served. Like I said, I've only seen the version where it's like
0: Mac Wahlberg Let me tell
1: you something, and son, Seth Green no and all these cares.
0: other players. <laughs> um, so word. as. Uh, Mr. Winters reported taking a peculiar Mr. bird... Mr. Winters! While, ...while hunting with great difficulty after he returned home, he opened the game bag to discover the bird had disappeared, and in place was a rabbit, which then also disappeared. Uh-huh. Uh, while burning vegetation outdoors, Mr. Rowland described a visit oh. at 9, 9 p.m. of a half clothed black man with one eye in his forehead that directed Mr. Rowland to follow him and dig at a large rock. <sighs> the figure then disappeared... Uh, Mr. Rowan dug that night um, until exhaustion. Uh, He received help the next morning from Bill Burgess and Mr. Johnson and discovered something described as a kettle turned bottom upward. Uh, They were unable to remove it as the soil began moving back into the hole faster than the men could remove the soil. The report concludes by saying that many people were visiting to see the witch. Imagine being one of these guys
2: that this dude like knocks on your door and he's like, hey. This is going to sound crazy, but I need you to come help me dig a hole. What do you mean? So this guy had one eye. Okay? <laughs> he came and told me last night, I just need to start digging. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what's there, but he told me I need to just start digging. Can you imagine being the person that's like, yeah, let me get my shovel. I'll be right there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? These people are fucking insane in the 1800s, and I really feel like – they could have benefited from some mental health. Um, some psychiatrists back then, a little bit of medication.
1: Absolutely.
2: A one eyed black man in his forehead, a one eyed in his forehead black man tells you to start digging by a rock, and then you're just going to earnestly go to your neighbors and be like, come help me. And two of them get shovels and like,
1: yeah, let's go. <laughs> Yo, what are we digging? <laughs> I love digging. It's insane. What year is this again? That might just be a country thing. What year is this? It's like
2: 1890. Yeah,
1: digging might be the most interesting man a motherfucker does that day, you know? I'm not one to say I don't go
2: to the beach, and when I go to the beach, dig holes just to dig. But, like, (laughs) this, it's just a little out there.
1: Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. I was just trying to get Steve to say something, but apparently he fell asleep. Yeah. He's sick. Well, I, I posted
0: in the chat that I was using the bathroom while Ryan was going on about the uh, the black man with the eye in his forehead, um, and I didn't want to interrupt him, so I just let him let him freestyle and see if he'd be done by the time I was done peeing, and he was. Um,
1: All perfect. right, then. <laughs> that's a that's an answer there,
2: bud. Steve's like, so Ryan just started going off on a rant. I'm just going to slide away and go take a piss. He'll be talking for a minute.
0: <laughs> don't don't worry. He'll, for a bit.
2: he'll tire himself
1: out. Don't worry. Let me just say
2: let me just say something denigrating about Boston, and then I can go pee, and he'll be just ranting and raving for the next five
1: he'll, minutes. Don't worry. He'll stop. He'll tire himself out.
0: <laughs> um, well, one of the things with digging, too, um, is that there, there used to be this practice in the 19th century called, like, treasure hunting –
1: <laughs> um, and, and what we I can't fucking say it like it doesn't still exist.
0: Well, well, no. Like when when people talked about treasure hunting back then, it was like defacing Native American like burial mounds. Oh, like oh, like man. Joseph like that was like Joseph Smith's first like career was that that he would rob Native American graves and then sell the things he like dug up.
1: Not uh, surprised. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: Um, So, around 1890, we get to um, the work of Martin uh, Van Buren Ingram, um, who was the writer of, like, the main account of The Ghost. Um, So, he was born near uh, Guthrie, uh, Kentucky, on June 20th, 1832, um, and he would uh, take over responsibility for the farm at the age of 17.
2: This is not the same Martin Van Buren as the eighth president, right?
0: No, this is, he just... He just took that his name. Yeah, So I could just
2: name myself Barack Obama
1: Morrison, and I could be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: was. He was not the founder of the infamous uh, Van Buren Gang.
1: The, Va- the Van B boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So he was a member of Hawkins if Nashville you're a Van Battalion.
1: B-boy, then why don't you <laughs> show us the <a> sign?
0: <laughs> he was a member of Hawkins Nashville Battalion during the Civil War. Um, and he was discharged for disability after the Battle of Shiloh. Okay. Hmm. Um, he began his uh, editing and publishing career in April of eighteen sixty-six with the Robertson Register, um, after having uh, with having no previous experience. In October of eighteen sixty-eight, Ingram moved the uh, moved the paper uh, to Clarksville and began issuing the Clarksville Tobacco Leaf in February of
1: eighteen sixty-nine.
0: Um, the <laughs> um, the uh, the consequences of poor health, family tragedy, and fire um, uh, limited his interest in uh, continuing in the uh, newspaper industry. No shit,
1: fucking that would limit most people's interest in life. My God.
0: Man. Um. After his death, um, in October of 1909, the editor of the Clarksville Leaf Chronicle, uh, W. W. Uh, Barksdale. Uh, wrote this, uh, we doubt exceedingly if there ever lived a man who performed as much self-sacrificing labor to further the interests of the community in which he lived. He became a citizen of Corksville 40 years ago. And from that time, practically until the day of his death, his greatest concern was the advancement and welfare of his adopted town and county, a man of true mold. He despised all deceit, trickery and littleness. Um, and with a courage uh, which nothing could daunt, he laid on the newspaper. Uh, he laid on the journalistic lash unsparingly whenever he thought the occasion required. Naturally, his was not a pathway strewn with roses. His was an aggressive nature, in fact, which often brought him into serious collision with those with whom he took issue. Time, however, usually justified him in the positions which he assumed.
2: Are we are we talking about Larry King's obituary right now? Like, what the call up. <laughs> go ahead, call up Larry King.
0: There, there isn't there isn't an ad for some luxury brand. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: I'm going to put it out there. By the way, I I liked listening to Larry King. I don't know why. Oh, I loved it. I love phenomenal. Larry King. Right, He's great, excellent interviewer.
0: Excellent. He's yeah, but like his his is is pretty sad. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't even I don't well, know. Yeah, he was a him. shambling corpse in his well, later years. Well, yeah, years. and he's it's just like propping a microphone he, he, in front of he's like just in like, his early years, yeah. He,
0: he, he did essentially it. did like info like his like RT show. He would do like essentially like infomercials.
2: Yeah, I mean, you Isn't know, the RT, when people start like watching cable television and, uh, like you
1: got a wing yeah, of you the gotta Russian claim. government.
0: Yeah, RT is like the uh like the BBC America but for Russia.
1: It literally means Russia today. Yeah, I, no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. but, I mean, that could mean that, but it doesn't mean that.
2: No.
1: I mean, he's like, got to make money somehow, so. Yeah.
0: Um, the week of January 24th, 1890, um, Ingram uh, was suffered from a, quote-unquote, a severe case of uh, Legripe. Legripe? Yeah, I don't know what that is.
1: No, I've had it a couple times. We usually... You just get some of the green gold bond powder, you know? You just whap it on I, there. I thought, you just whap it on le, there.
2: I thought you meant, like, La Grip. And I was like, yeah, I've known a couple girls in my life, so I've had La Grip. Oh, my. Yeah,
1: <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's how they referred to it back in the 1800s. They were more sophisticated, you know? She has La Grip. She's got the grip. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in February of
0: 1890, uh, Ingram resigned as editor of the Clarksville Chronicle, and a month later, the Chronicle was purchased by the Leaf. And Ingram joined the new editorial staff. And the goddamn uh,
1: Leaf keeps buying everything.
0: On july thirteenth,
1: eighteen ninety two. You guys <laughs> could tell.
0: <laughs> uh, a report in the Leaf Chronicle was published of Ingram's travels to Adam's station in Cedar Hill with John Allen Gunn, quote unquote, for the purposes of viewing the grounds where historic and most intensely thrilling events were enacted. 75 years ago. Bro, imagine um, your
1: name was John L. Gunn. There are certain... Sur- well, well, there is, is a James of the
2: American ...of the American population that would literally kill to have their last
1: name be Gunn. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there is people? a James <laughs> Gunn, but James Gun's kind of... I don't know, he's not... It doesn't strike me the same way. John Allen Gunn sounds much more, I don't know, Gunn, like, you know... Like, like Billy Gunn? Yeah. yeah Mr. Ass himself? Mr. Ass himself. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy
2: Ass. What, have you been wanted to watch jackets? Oh, I love Rav
1: himself. It's funny.
0: Um, and he interviewed uh, different individuals who, he said, were then living and familiar with the wonderful phenomenon that awakened uh, such a widespread sensation. Um, in the report of Mahala Darden, age 85, related memory of Lafayette's visit to Clarksville in 1825, uh, she means the Marquis de Lafayette. Um, in a follow-up report that was published in July 19th, 1892, it recorded the visit of Nancy Ayer's daughter of John Johnston. Um, Ingram left the editorial position with the Leaf Chronicle* the same month.
2: There's a lot of names being thrown around here. Who, uh, besides the 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 fake Martin Van Buren, um, like the the Great Value Martin Van Buren, that's not president. Who else do I really need to know of about right this second?
0: Well, I would would just say that he he talked about, he interviewed this lady who talked about how when the Marquis de Lafayette visited, Mm -hmm. you know, from the American Revolutionary War, because he did, like, Mm -hmm. a tour of, like, the U.S., because he was kind of a celebrity. Right. But, yeah, that's, that's like, the only one really notable. Um, Okay. So, um, Ingram, uh, soon after this, traveled to Chicago in October of 1893 while editor of the Progress Democrat to publish his manuscript, an authenticated history of the famous Bell Witch, the wonder of the 19th century, an unexplained phenomenon of the Christian era, the uh, era, the mysterious uh, talking goblin that terrorized the West End of Robertson County, Tennessee, tormenting John Bell to his death, the story of Betsy Bell, her lover, and the haunting Sphinx.
2: How the fuck did all that fit on the cover of a book? Jesus Christ, much less the spine. But well, how did you fit that
0: well, you entire entire see, Ryan, title on a cover? Well, you see, Ryan, when you're paid by the word, you make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> um, Ingram would leave the uh, Progress Democrat to complete his book in February of 1894. At the end of uh, at the end of March, it was announced the publisher W. P. Titus of Corksville would print the work. The publisher reported a delay in printing after the witch visited one night in early May.
2: Oh, visited uh, who? Like the publisher?
0: Yeah, that she she messed with the printing press. Okay. Um, Titus stated the witch demonstrated with maniacal singing, laughter, prayers, moaning, clapping, and rattling of the roof. Percocet, uh, Percocet. <laughs> <Miley> Percocet.
2: <laughs> Percocet. I know Little White was a, was around back then. <laughs> uh, now that's future. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were doing Little White. No. Oh, is he the, uh, over taz <laughs>
0: uh, The phenomena caused the the printers to evacuate the building. Uh, but by July of 1894, the book was in print and a review from the newspaper in nearby Hopkinsville uh, uh, presented the work as a factual account.
2: The intru- totally real. Absolutely no contradictions. <laughs> nothing here we could find out even
1: questionable. Don't this, this you even is think real. about questioning this. this. All of this happened and so completely real. This is as real as the Bible.
0: Um, in the introduction yeah. to the book... Um, Ingram published a letter dated July 1st, 1891 yeah. from a former Tennessee state representative, James Allen Bell of Adairville, Kentucky. Uh, J. A. Bell was the son of Richard Williams Bell and a grandson of John Bell Sr. It explained that his father had met with his brother, John Bell Jr., before his death, and they agreed no material he had collected should be released until the last immediate family member of John Bell Sr. had died. So, So you can see even like the... And like the late nineteenth century, they're still doing the same things they do now. Where like, you know, my grandfather on his deathbed, he told us about the UFOs, but he told us we couldn't tell you until he was dead.
2: <laughs> That's why we waited so long. You understand?
0: Yeah, and so now it's finally coming out because my grandfather's dead, and you know the the Men in Black can't get him now.
1: Right. Here come, man,
0: <laughs> Galaxy Defenders up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh the last immediate family uh the last immediate member of the family and youngest child of John Bell Sr., uh Joel um Egbert Bell uh would die in eighteen ninety. How the fuck the did he get the weird name in the middle?
1: All the other bells sound pretty straightforward. This guy's Joel Egbert. He was the one that would that looked a
2: little different because his mom drank while he was in
1: the <laughs> Oh, he had fetal alcohol syndrome.
0: Or maybe well, maybe yeah, he they just didn't had know a what body. It was called
1: back then. They, so he was just a little different. Back then, maybe... back then when someone acted like that, they didn't they didn't call it fetal alcohol syndrome. They called it the in- sound of invisible dog fucking.
2: Fucking at you. <laughs> This episode is going to be called The Bell Witch, and the subtitle is going to be Invisible Dogs Fighting.
0: Now, now Joel, he's a nice boy, but he's got a little bit of what we call the dog fighting in him. And what I mean, it doesn't mean he got the dog in him. What I mean, what he got is the the invisible dogs are fighting in his head all the time. And it just causes him, you know, to have these spells. He's a good boy. He's nice. Just don't look him in the eyes. He's fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: he'll do whatever you want him to do just direct him to work and he'll work all day long he's like a diesel engine once you get him going it's hard to get him to stop
0: but oh that boy's a workhorse <laughs> um now nearly 75 years having elapsed the old members of the family who suffered the torments having all passed away and the witch story still continues to be discuss- discussed as widely as the family name is known under misconception of the facts I have concluded that in justice to the memory of an honored ancestry and to the public, also whose minds have been abused in regard to the matter, it would be well to give the whole story to the world. And this is in the letter that J.A. Bell wrote. Um, Listen,
2: guys, I don't want to say that my grandparents are fucking nuts. So we're just going to I'm just going to put the story out there and just let you all decide on your own, because I don't feel like it's fair for me to shit talk my own family.
0: Um, Which is what I got from that. Yeah. Uh, J. Bell expressed the belief that his father's manuscript was written when he was 35 years old in 1846. He said his father gave him the manuscript and family notes shortly before his death in 1857. Richard Williams Bell was roughly six to ten years of age during the initial manifestations of the witch um, and 17 at the occurrence of the spirit's return in 1828. The report, uh, the reported contributions of Richard William Bell, uh, uh, approximately ninety pages in length, are recorded in Chapter Eight of Ingram's work entitled "Our Family Trouble." Mm. A- according to Brian Dunning, no one has ever seen this diary, and there is no evidence that it ever existed. It said conveniently every person with firsthand knowledge of the Bell Witch hauntings has already uh, was already dead when Ingram uh, started his book. In fact, every person with second-hand knowledge was even dead. Um, Dunning also concluded that Ingram was guilty of falsifying another statement that the Saturday Evening Post had published a story in 1849 accusing the Bell's daughter, Elizabeth, of creating the witch, an article which was not found at the time. Hmm. Uh, Joe, Joe Nickel argues the chapter includes the use of Masonic themes, an anachronism which impacts credibility. Uh, Jim Brooks, a native of Adams writes in his work Bell Witch Stories You Never Heard that Bell family descendants report that Ingram did not return the manuscript to the family. Uh, Brooks explores the possibility that Ingram would have had an enhanced opportunity to modify the story by not returning the papers. Okay. Uh, Keith Cartwright of the University of North Florida Compares Ingram's work.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, hang If he's for- Caught right. <laughs> All right, this guy's from fucking Jacksonville, so everything needs. From here on out, I need to take it with a huge,
1: gigantic grain of salt, but go ahead. Um, he. <laughs> uh, I, uh, he- Caught right. You say curse word. That's it. Seinfeld. Um, Seinfeld. <laughs> it's from, it's let me from hear, fucking le- Seinfeld. Le- let me- it's fucking James <laughs> know, Hong, man. <laughs> so good. I know what it's from. <laughs> oh, you do. Okay. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um uh, so Keith Cartwright of University of North Florida compared to Ingram's work with Uncle Remus uh folklore as uh. reported by Joel Chandler Harris and also an expression of the psychological shame of slavery and Native American removal. Um so it cuz he says that in in the stories the slaves are often in the account regarded as experts on the witch um, and with uh, uncle Zeke a, a, a figure who appears in the account um, of the witch um, essentially like sort of describing like the power of it um, saying that engine spirit the engines were here uh, first, and we white um, and we white folks uh, drive them out all but them uh, were were dead and couldn't go and does uh, hear it in their spirit um, and and um, and the figure mentioned is, is that of the figure of progress. Um, but I, I think it's also probably also fake considering, like, the way that's written. Because it's written, like, how a person in the 19th century would describe, like, a black person, like, talking. <laughs>
1: oh, right. It, it actually yeah. is, it's, yeah.
0: Do, yeah, and so it's like, that That also, like, sort of, like, kills the credibility of it, because it's like, well, well, no one actually talked like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, uh, it's also said that um, that uh, General Andrew Jackson uh, was um, uh, was also involved do in this. Think, uh, uh,
1: do you think General Andrew Jackson had broads in Atlanta?
2: Probably.
1: Well, I mean, not for long. Not uh, once hmm.
2: the great General Sherman, blessed be his name, rolled through well,
0: there. Well, Andrew Jackson was dead by then. <laughs>
2: So, so were his broads in atlanta <laughs>
1: um wow but, uh,
0: but but speaking of it too that that uh andrew jackson himself was uh nearly defeated by the witch and the accounts that are in the book which we'll get to um and what? also all right and, and yeah, also he really that wasn't, the,
1: wasn't that good at left for dead
0: and then the uh <laughs> the, the witch uh the witch also killed uh zeke's master uh john bell
1: zeke the plumber
0: Zeke the uh, the the slave Uncle Zeke that I mentioned no, the one the one that would, I I would gave have the rather have
2: been Zeke the plumber old <laughs> <laughs> some old camp on wall.
0: Yeah. Um and he mentioned as well that in, in the stories of Brayer Rabbit Brer Rabbit is like a trickster briar and in Rabbit. these stories as well it's it's Brer it's a it's a Briar it's Brer because is like it's, it's it uh, Brer no Brayer isn't brother. All, all the animals in the Uncle Remus stories have the name Brer, and it means brother. As in, like brother rabbit, brother fox, brother bear.
2: People oh. say Briar Rabbit because they're stupid but, fucking Americans but, who have but no, he, understanding
0: no. But the but in the in the story of Briar Rabbit, it, he does jump into like the uh, the Briar Patch with the uh, with the tar baby and yeah, all that.
1: Like a Briar Patch,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 his actual name is Brer because Brer is like sort of like the like the of that time. Like the sort of like, like the slang like version uh, among like slaves of saying like brother. Mm. So so it's like brer That's as funny. in like yeah. brother brother animal name.
1: So why did you um, just think, Jules- why did you just explain that to me twice?
0: Well, because he didn't seem to get it.
1: I okay. <laughs> didn't even say anything. <laughs>
2: he's, like, he's like, I just got to explain this voice just because both you clowns need to hear it.
1: You yeah, bitches cause, aren't cause Steve's over
0: here <laughs> Because Steve's over here, like, crossfaded. Dude, I crossfaded
1: myself. Swiss states. Swiss stuff aren't late. But there's a
0: correlation, because remember, the witch can turn into a rabbit. So, so the rabbit is like a common, like trickster form is in it? these stories. So it relates to that. Ah, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, and, and also as well that um, that that women and um and African Americans also act as a um, witnesses to a uh, a force that um that that people in like quote unquote polite society cannot comprehend. Hmm. Um, and that that also that the the witch um, appear, uh, appears as quote unquote as a catch all for every uh, reminder of resistant agency.
1: So the witch is basically a scapegoat.
0: Well, the the witch is basically like a metaphor for
1: like that's what I thought when I was talking people, about it earlier. people
0: people are people who are oppressed by. Um, By Polite Society.
1: I wonder if there's a book about that. I'd like to read a book about, like, yeah, the origin of, like, which, you know, from, like, an academic standpoint, you know, Mm -hmm. like a literary investigation thing. That would be cool.
0: Um, Among those who were alive during the haunting, um, Ingram conducted interviews with Ibby Gunn, who was born in 1806, uh, a daughter of Uncle Zeke and sister in law Dean as well as Mahala uh, Burns Darden, who was born in 1807, the daughter of James Burns. Um, Ibby Gunn would share her experiences um, of of Dean, including the creation of a witch ball made of hair by her sister, Kate, for her husband, Dean, the use of which appeared to anger the entity. Like, a witch ball is, like, one of those things that you can, um, that, that people back then used to do what's called, like, grimoire magic. Mm. And it is essentially, like, European like it's like the european equivalent of like what goes into like um like like voodoo or like hoodoo where where like in medieval europe and stuff they would practice like what's referred to as like folk magic yeah and that was one of them um so usually a witch ball i believe in this case is probably made out of like hair or something like that just just something like really gross nice and like made out of like different things gotcha um Mahala Darden uh, detailed that she uh, understood family and friends were experiencing at that time of the haunting and expressed her great fear that the witch would come to visit her home and also related the spirits saying, "Row me up some brandy. Oh, at the conclusion of John Bell's graveside service, which again, I remember mean, they yeah. said it's saying uh, drinking songs. Yeah, that's
2: fine.
0: Um, there, there's also an account in chapter 11 of Ingram's book of uh, Andrew Jackson, then a general's visit. Um, in the chapter is a letter from Thomas L. Yancey, an attorney in Clarksville dated January, 1894. Uh, Yancey explained that his grandfather, uh, Woodmel Fort was a witness to phenomenon at the Bell uh, homestead. And Fort had related the story of Jackson's visit, which was undated in the letter. Uh, Yancey described his grandfather's account as quite amusing to me. Um, the Bell household at this time uh, was a, uh, was uh, pretty strange from all the people visiting, um, and uh, Jackson bought a wagon load of supplies with his men to bring to them. Uh, Nearing the Bell homestead, uh, the wagon stopped and appeared fastened to its position despite considerable effort by Jackson's men to free it, and Jackson exclaimed, By the eternal, boys, it is the witch. Um, A metallic voice was heard in the vegetation saying, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. Uh, the horses began moving again. Instead of camping out, the party stayed at the bell home that evening. Among uh, the the party that Jackson brought was uh, what was referred to as a witch lair. Um, and yeah, it, see, a witch yeah. lair was
1: a religious man <laughs> who... Uh, Violated the vow of chastity so that he could just bone <laughs> witches, the witch lair. He was just he basically he, was taking one for the team. He so had he a be able he had a crippling
0: next. he had a crippling goth e girl addiction. Yep. that his wife would leave him yep. over due to the amount of money he was spending on OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, look, we all understand where he's coming from. Okay, uh, I mean, but I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> but the uh, but the term witchlayer essentially meant like witch slayer that that like to lay yeah, out a like witch to lay like, him like, out. like like like. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, if you're fighting, like, I'm gonna lay him out. Yeah, like,
1: you're gonna debo right. him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna steal from the witch.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, you could Craig. also lay him out. <laughs> that's my bike.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> steals so the witch's broomstick and flies off.
2: <laughs> I mean, you could you could still lay a witch out also by dicking him down you
1: really could. good. You could, yeah, that's true. That's gonna be the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean you could still just you know lay a winch down by dicking her down really good. <laughs> that sounds like the like the the intro to a beastie boys song, you know <laughs> you could lay a winch down by digging her down really good, and you know me and...
0: <laughs> um Jackson growing tired of the uh of the witch layers, uh bragging uh whispered by the eternals, I do wish the thing would come, I want to see him run. Uh, The entity entered or the entity arrived and taunted the witch slayer uh, to shoot her. Uh, The man's gun would not fire. Uh, The witch countered, I'll teach you a lesson and appeared to beat the man and let him out the door by his nose. Jackson exclaimed by the eternal boys. I never saw such fun in all my life. This beats fighting the British. Uh, The witch told Jackson she would uncover another rascal uh, the next night. Um, and that morning, jackson A little men,
1: one. A little rascal. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm guessing spanky. Uh, uh, Sinner. But, uh, so, uh, Jackson's men chose to leave um, that evening because they were afraid who would be next to get beaten by the witch.
1: Right.
2: Sounds like nonsense, but that's just me.
0: Well, a paranormal investigator, Benjamin Radford, as well as Brian Dunning, Uh, Conclude that there is no evidence that Andrew Jackson visited the Bell family home.
2: So that was going to be my question: like, why is a general future president just just bebopping his way through bumpfucking bop bop. Like that doesn't make like why is he there? And wouldn't we know that?
0: Well, he's he's from the area. He's from the region. Well, I mean, like,
2: wouldn't it be documented that he was there? Well,
0: well, that's what they they go on to say. Um, So they say uh, during the during the years in question where he would have visited. Um, they, they state that Jackson's movements were well documented documented, um, and nowhere in history or his writings is there evidence of his knowledge of the Bell family. Uh, according to Dunning, the 1824 presidential election was notoriously malicious. And it seems hard to believe that his opponent uh, would have overlooked the opportunity to drag him through the mud for having lost a fight to a witch. Mm. Uh, Carl Lindell, who is affiliated with the University of Houston, writes that Andrew Jackson's encounter is an example of how belief in history mix in the formation of legend. Um, Such legends may persist in a locale for generations upon receiving immediate treatment can spread outside of the area where the legend originated. Mm. Um, There was Mm. a prophecy that reported that in May of 1903 that the witch would return on the centennial of the Bell family's arrival in Tennessee.
2: Um, What would the centennial be? Would that be 1990?
0: Well, uh, it's 1903. So by 1903, by May of 1903. Okay. Um, So in response to an August article in 1903 from Memphis, the Springfield Herald expressed that no one in the local area was concerned with the return of the Bell Witch and made a charge of plagiarism towards the Memphis paper. The Herald also stated the copyright for Ingram's work had passed to his son Tolbert, who was uh, working at the Denver Times?
1: Man, these names are getting uh, weird.
0: Uh, yeah, it's not even to like the uh, the weird like Mormon names yet. Um, mm-hmm. By September, the local paper was again incredulous as the spirit was not reported to have returned in August. Uh, Charles Bailey Bell, um, a, a grandson of John Bell Jr. and a neurologist in Nashville, published a book entitled "The Bell Witch." A mystery, in 19, uh, mystery Spirit in 1934. Um, in the work, he recounted the stories he stated were told to him by his great-aunt, uh, Betsy, later in her life. Um, this included another account of Andrew Jackson's visit and a boy trapped in the Bell Witch Cave and pulled out of the cave feed first by the witch. Uh, Bell also detailed a series of prophecies he stated were given to his ancestors in 1828 by the spirit, including a declaration that, The witch was set to return again in 1935, 170 years after her last visit to the Bell family, and I'm guessing most likely within the time that the book would be published.
2: Ah, of course.
0: Um, In 1937, there were reports of, uh, of weird events and that Lewis Garrison, owner of the farm that included the Bell Witch Cave, heard unexplained noises coming from inside. Uh, Bell descendants described the sound of something rubbing against the house, a paper-like object that flew out of the door and re-entered through a side door and faint music heard from piano. They did not report the fight, the fighting of invisible dogs though. Um, A group, a group from the local (laughs) Epworth league uh, were reported to have attended a, a a wiener roast in a rock quarry uh, near the Bell Witch cave on July ninth, 1937 the group were joking about the legend when they saw a figure of a woman sitting on top of the cliff over the cave, causing many to flee. According to the newspaper, a minister in the group later claimed to have investigated and discovered it was uh, moonlight on a rock. Uh, it's st-
2: what uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. It's moonlight on a rock. Yeah, yeah it's the, actually the, the also There was just a like sex move. Um, yeah. what you do is. <laughs> It's a. It's an Elton John song. It's a. It's an Elton John song.
0: It's a. It's an Elton John song. It's a. It's a sex move. A and it's a drink. A moonlight on the rocks is a, uh, a vodka tonic with a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, moonlight on the rocks. That's a good point. Vodka tonic on ice. There you go. Um, uh,
0: the the second report concluded with a a weather report that the moon was barely noticeable that night, though. Um, Jim Brooks published in 2015 that his mother was in attendance at the roast and relates that the minister caught up to the youth on the road to town after discovering no explanation for the figure.
1: What is this?
0: (laughs) Um, In November of 1965, an article was published involving an antique oak rocking chair said to have been previously owned by attorney uh, Charlie Willett, a Bell descendant. The rocking chair was acquired in Willett's estate sale by a Mrs. J.C. Adams, owner of an antique store on U.S. 41. A customer sat down on the chair after learning it was not for sale, and while rocking in the chair asked Mrs. Adams if she believed in the supernatural. Two weeks later, the customer's daughter visited the home of Mrs. Adams and said after her mother had left and visited the Bell Cemetery, a voice told her to, quote-unquote, stand up and look around, you will find something of much value. After some car trouble, the woman walked out into a field and found a black iron kettle turned over. She turned the kettle over and found a pearl buckle in the grass. The woman's daughter reported a jeweler estimated the buckle to be 160 to 200 years old. Wow. Okay.
1: That's an old buckle there. How much is it worth?
0: Ah, It doesn't say.
1: Okay. Probably
0: because it wasn't worth $15. shit. Fitting dollars. <laughs> uh, uh, a Bonnie Hanlon in 1977 recounted a time during her childhood in 1944 mm-hmm. when she was exploring the cave. Uh, she left English class playing uh, playing hooky and borrowed a lantern uh, from Mrs. Garrison, the cave owner. Uh, she reported to have explored the cave with her friends for several years. While she was inside, her lantern blew out despite no breeze inside the cave. Uh, she managed to relight the lantern and it blew out again. Uh, terrified, she crawled along the water path of the cave in the dark until she reached the entrance where she saw an opened can of pork and beans and marshmallows. Uh, later that evening, she learned law enforcement discovered two escaped fugitives in the back of the cave. Uh, she credited the witch with helping her to avoid them. A-, a visit in 1977 was reported of five soldiers from nearby Fort Campbell to the Bell Witch Cave. One of the soldiers was sitting on a rock and expressed skepticism of the legend when something invisible grabbed him around the chest. Was it a dog? Possibly. <laughs> you know, you know how like a dog will do that when they're playing, they'll, they'll sort of like grab around you. Yeah. <laughs> Just felt the infernal beating of a tail upon me. <laughs> Just a flap, 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 flap. <laughs> In nineteen eighty six, staff writer David. David Girard for the Tennessee and, um, and photographer uh, Bill Wilson, uh, the latter also a member of the National um, Speleological Society, were given permission to sleep in the cave overnight. While in the first cave room, they heard a noise from deeper in the cave um, that Gerard estimated to be about 30 yards away. Um, subsequently, um, they heard an unwavering groan, repeated again with greater volume and accompanied by several loud thumps. Uh, when it it began a third time the men retreated to the gate entrance Um, they explored the wiring to the lights looking for a reason for the noises Uh, they went back to the first cave room but heard a rumble near the entrance walking back to the entrance they discovered the rumble was noise from a jet as they reached the gate a loud high-pitched scream emanated from inside the cave Um, the journalists (laughs) left and did not spend the night at the cave
1: Oh, you
2: pussies, you had the opportunity of a lifetime to sleep in that cave, possibly get some gussy in the middle of <laughs> yeah. the night. But no, you ran out.
0: of some, it's some, oh, it's, some it's some, some wussy. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah you wussies, you could have got some gussy. Late night wussy, huh? Hmm? Yeah. In, in
0: 1897. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: He's at home.
0: In, in in 1987, H.C. Sanders, owner of a nearby gas station, reported 20 years earlier that he ran out of gas at, an, um, at night near the Red River um, across from the Bellwich Cave. He began to walk towards town when a rabbit came out of the woods and began to follow him. Sanders walked faster, but the rabbit kept pace even as he broke into a run. After a mile, Sanders sat down on a log to catch his breath. The rabbit hopped up onto the side of the log, looked at him and said, how of a race we had there, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> rabbit hopped up onto a log and said, Jesus.
0: "Oh my god!" Um, so those are the accounts of the uh, Bell Witch and related phenomenon. Oh my god!
1: The only um, thing magical has... about her entire story is that I was able to put seven Fandol lineups in while we were doing this whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: You were able to do this podcast and also be a degenerate gambler at the same time. You want to
1: be the trilateral, I can do the tri, uh, trilateral Troika entry. Uh, but we'll talk about it after. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll, if I win, we'll fund a small studio so we can do some in-studio episodes. <laughs> My goal with this podcast is is that we're going to get it to the point where we have like 500 episodes and we just start showing up places. Like how have well, we, I not heard of these guys? They have 500 episodes.
0: We need to we need to build in, in like your on your property. We need to build like the Dick Cavett show like studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: shit. Yep. Oh, God.
2: Anyway. Good night. All right. I'm going to go watch gotcha. Halloween. Bellwitch Haunting now. That's what I'm going Yeah. Do. Let's do it. All right. Peace. With the good well,
1: one. The one for 2013. Yeah. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. Later.